After praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thanking him and asking that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he bestow peace upon our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and raise his rank, I want to take some time to give a special thanks to everyone who has been a sponsor of Everyday Sunnah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward each and every one of you tremendously. I would also like to thank those brothers on the back end who have helped out throughout the course of the years from the intro, from logos, from graphic design, so on and so forth. Those brothers who have helped out on the back end, I want to thank you tremendously and ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward each and every one of you. And I would like to send a special thanks to the students of knowledge who have contributed with their efforts and put forth beautiful works and educating the people over the years and who continue to do so. May Allah Ta'ala reward each and every one of you all tremendously and grant you Jannah. And you want to send a special thanks to tonight's guest, our beloved brother and companion, Abu Yusuf Khalifa, for all of his efforts and work throughout the course of the years and calling to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. May Allah reward him tremendously. In today's episode, our beloved brother is going to speak about a tremendous topic. The episode is entitled, Patience is a virtue in the deen. So, without further delay, let us get to today's episode. Inna alhamdulillah, na'hamaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina man yahdihillah falamudillala wa man yudlil falahadiyala Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika la Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluhu sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqati Wa la tamutunna illa wa antum muslimoon Ya ayyuhal nasu taqu rabbakumun ladhi khulakakum min nafsin wahida وَخَلَقَ مِنْهَا زَوْجَهَا وَبَثَّ مِنْهُمَا رِجَالًا كَثِيرًا وَنِسَاءً وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي تَسَاءَلُونَ بِهِ وَالْأَرْحَامَ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَيْكُمْ رَقِيبًا يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَقُولُوا قَوْلًا سَدِيدًا يُصْلِحْ لَكُمْ أَعْمَالَكُمْ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَمَنْ يُتِعِ اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ فَقَدَ فَازَ فَوْزًا عَظِيمًا أَمَّا بَعْدْ فَإِنَّ أَصْدَقَ الْحَدِيثِ كِتَابُ اللَّهِ وَخَيْرَ الْهَدِي هَدُ مُحَمَّدٍ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَشَارُ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضُلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ ضُلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ we welcome you all to a, another episode of Everyday Sunnah. And I express my gratitude first and foremost to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for being able to participate on this beneficial platform. And secondly, I express my gratitude to my beloved brother in Islam and my colleague in Islam, Abadus Salam. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala continue to allow him to put forth beneficial material for the Muslim Ummah 
that which would be a source of good for himself and those who listen and not only a benefit in this dunya but also a benefit in the after weighing heavy upon the scales of good deeds i mean my topic of discussion tonight is patience is a virtue in the deen any as-sabr as-sabr fadlun fi deen patience is a virtue and the deen of Islam. Throughout the Quran and the Sunnah, we find many texts that deal with the topic of patience. Many texts in the Quran, throughout many surah of the Quran, and many authentic narrations, we have the matter of patience being mentioned. And this in itself, Barakallahu fikum jami'an is an indication of the great virtue of patience in the deen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He commands us to adorn ourselves with patience and to have patience. As Allah, He mentions, Fasbir sabran jamila. Therefore, have sabr. In a beautiful manner of having sabr. Have patience in a beautiful manner of having patience. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded that we have sabr in a beautiful way of having patience. For patience is a virtue in the deen. Patience is something that is a beautiful adornment for one to adorn himself with or herself with. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned Al-Iman As-Sabru Was-Samaha That faith is patience and forbearance Faith is patience and forbearance This statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that patience is faith and it is forbearance. This indicates that sabr plays an important part of one's deen, being that the Prophet wasallam described it as being iman. And likewise, forbearance and being able to uh, withstand the trials and tribulations of life and the harms that one encounter from the people, being able to pardon people. All of this is a part of Iman. As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned, the scholars, they state when describing a sabr, that sabr is hapsun nafs, the restraining of one soul. The restraining of one soul. And this is in relation to the religious meaning of a sabr. To restrain oneself. But to restrain oneself upon what? To restrain oneself ala ta'atillah. 
to restrain oneself upon being being obedient to Allah, to restrain oneself an ma'asiyatillah, to restrain oneself to keep away from the disobedience of Allah, and to restrain oneself ala al-aqdari la al-mu'lima, to restrain oneself and make oneself patient when it comes to that which befalls him or her from the decrees of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that may or have entailed some discomfort, some hardship, some difficulty. So these are the three categories of as-sabr fiddin. As-sabru ala ta'atillah was-sabru al ma'asiyatillah was-sabru ala aqdari la al-mu'lima being patient upon the obedience of Allah, being patient and staying away from the disobedience of Allah, and being patient upon the divine decree of Allah that entails difficulty and hardship or discomfort and the likes. Being patient in these three categories is an obligation upon the Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, asbiru wa sabiru wa rabitu, wa taqullaha la'allakum tuflihun. O you who believe, be patient and be forbearing and be one who holds the line, standing firm, not wavering, and fear Allah in order that you may be successful. So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he commands with patience. And on top of that, having more patience and forbearance. And on top of that, holding firm on the line and the boundaries of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just as the soldier stands firm guarding the boundaries of the Muslim land from the enemy and he doesn't waver, he doesn't move and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions what taqullah and fear Allah as all of these things are from the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and fear Allah in order that you may be successful. If we want success in our worldly life as well as in the akhirah and the hereafter, we must adorn ourselves with the adornment of sabr. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this verse in Surah Ali Imran, verse number 200, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connected falah success to having patience and to being forbearing and to holding one's ground and to having taqwa but the first matter mentioned is a sabr who are the examples of sabr for us the examples of sabr for us, first and foremost, are the prophets and the messengers. For the prophets and the messengers, they are the best of mankind. And they are the best to have adorned themselves with sabr. 
And Allah, he mentions in Surah Al-Ahqaf, verse number 35, فَاصْبِرْ كَمَا صَبَرَ أُولُ الْعَزَمِينَ الرُّسُلُ And therefore be patient, like those messengers of firm resolve were patient. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to have sabr like the ul'azam min al-rusul, like those men of firm resolve from the messengers. And who are they? They are Nuh alayhi salam, the Prophet Noah, Ibrahim alayhi salam, the Prophet Abraham, Musa alayhi salam, the Prophet Moses, and Isa alayhi salam, the Prophet Jesus. So this is in relation to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But in relation to the Muslim ummah, then it is those four prophets and messengers who have been mentioned, Nuh, Ibrahim, Musa, Isa, and then we add to that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for he is the best of the prophets and the messengers. So we must have sabr like Nuh alayhi salam. And what a beautiful display of patience or sabr from Nuh alayhi salam when he called his people to la ilaha illallah. To none has the right to be worshipped except for Allah. He called the people to the tawheed, the Islamic monotheism, for 950 years. This is a beautiful example of a sabr. And he was patient upon the harms of his people. Patient upon the rejection of his people. And he continued to call the people to la ilaha illallah. This is a beautiful example of patience. And the Prophet Ibrahim, alayhi salam, many examples do we see in his life of a sabr. From him calling his family to Islam, Patience upon opposing the ways of the society. He continued to call to la ilaha illallah even though he was threatened with his life being taken from him by him being stoned if he doesn't stop calling to la ilaha illallah. He was patient when it came to his people throwing him into the fire and he put his trust in Allah and believed that Allah will protect him and save him. He was patient afterwards, leaving that land, traveling to a new land. He was patient when it came to him being tested, him and his wife with the tyrant. He was patient when he took Hajar and uh, Ismail to to Mecca and Allah commanded him to leave them there even though there were no people there in the valley and there was no sustenance except for that which he gave to them and as he's walking away she's saying to him Ibrahim you're going to leave us here and there's no one here and he didn't respond until she said Allahu adina lakum or Allahu amarakum bihada did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala command you with this? And Ibrahim alayhi salam said, yes. And then she said, well, therefore Allah will not waste us and neglect us. That's a patience. 
story of him seeing the dream and he was sacrificing or slaughtering his son. And he went to carry out the commandment. And his son said, oh, my father, do as you have been commanded. You would indeed you will find me from amongst those who are patient. So many examples in the life of the Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam of sabr. We look at the Prophet Musa alayhi salam. Patient upon the commandment of Allah to give dawah to one of the greatest tyrants known in the history of mankind, Fir'aun. And Musa, he had some hesitation. You got to think about this. Fir'aun was a man who was killing the boys, killing the male children and sparing the female children. He was ruthless. Had the people enslaved. He was ruthless. And then on top of that, Musa salam, he made a mistake and killed someone by accident. So all of these things are in the equation, but he went back to Egypt and called him to la ilaha illallah, fulfilling the commandment of Allah. That took patience. And likewise, fleeing with Bani Israel and then coming to the sea and the enemy is behind them. Ibrahim alayhi salam, he had patience and he had Tawakkul, he put his trust in Allah and believed that Allah was going to save him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala split the sea for them. Patience of Musa alayhi salam dealing with the harms of Bani Israel after Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved them from Fir'aun and his people. He encountered disrespect and harm from Bani Israel and ignorance from Bani Israel. So many examples of patience from the Prophet Musa alayhi salam. And likewise, the Prophet Isa alayhi salam. From birth, being called a bastard child. From birth, from birth, his mother being slandered as being a lewd woman or being whorish. And Isa alayhi salam remained firm, calling Bani Israel to la ilaha illallah, commanding them with the commandments of Allah, even under the false accusations and the slanderous statements that were made against him and his mother, alayhi salam. Isa was patient when he knew his life was in danger. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved him. He put his trust in Allah and he had suffered. He was patient. And then when he returns, we will see a display of patience from Isa and carrying out the commandment of Allah of breaking the crosses abolishing the jizya and destroying the swine, destroying the Dajjal and fleeing with the believers from the harms of the Yajuj and the Ma'juj and 
putting their trust in Allah and remaining firm upon their faith. So many examples of sabr in the life of Isa. And as for our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then his seerah is well known to us. 13 years in Mecca, calling to La ilaha illallah, facing persecution and ridicule and slander. Some of the Muslims being martyred just because of La ilaha illallah. And the Prophet was patient. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions throughout the Quran the stories of the prophets and messengers who came before him as a means of making him strong. And likewise, we as Muslims, we must find strength in the stories of the prophets and the messengers and their display of patience. And likewise, in the seerah of our Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Allah, he commands, فَاسْبِرُ كَمَا صَبَرَ أُولُ الْعَزْمِ مِنَ Be patient. Like those, of, those men of firm resolve and the messengers were patient. And all of the prophets and the messengers, they were men who were patient. Look at the Prophet Ayyub, alayhi salam. The Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wasallam mentioned he was sick for 18 years. Look at the Prophet Yusuf, alayhi salam. Yusuf, alayhi salam, was an innocent man who was in prison for years for some for a crime he didn't commit for uh, preserving his chastity staying away from the haram being patient and staying away from the disobedience of allah ayub his example during the time of his sickness being patient upon what allah has decreed for him of difficulty and hardship not one word of displeasure with allah's decree so these stories that are in the Quran and in the Sunnah of the Prophets and the Messengers, these stories gave strength to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa And likewise, it gives us strength to remain firm upon our deen. For patience is a virtue in the deen. Patience is a weapon from the weapons of the believers. That which we use to receive the aid and the support and the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah, he mentions, Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu sta'inu bis sabri wa salah inna allaha ma'as-sabirin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, O you who believe, seek help by way of patience and prayer. Indeed, Allah, he is with those who are patient. Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 153. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, first he calls upon the people of Iman. And this is an indication that patience as well as prayer are both from faith. Patience, sabr, and salah are both from Iman. And this is a refutation against the murjia who say that actions are not a part of Iman. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls upon the people of Iman and commands them with actions. 
commands them with actions because they are believers, meaning that this is also from their iman. All you who believe, fulfill this to show that you are believers. Or all you who believe, fulfill this to show your gratitude for being believers. All you who believe, this is from your iman. This is from your deen. So what? Be patient. Seek the help of Allah by way of patience and prayer. Indeed, Allah is with those who are patient. So sabr is a weapon from the weapons of the believers, just like dua is a weapon. And that's the prayer. The salat is dua. And dua is salat. We're calling upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our prayers. So the sabr is one of the means that we use to attain the aid and the support and the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to be successful in our affairs and to be victorious. We seek the aid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through patience and prayer for his protection from the adversaries of Islam, from the devils of mankind and from the devils of the jinn. Having patience can put us in a position to be loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah, he mentions, Wallahu yuhibbu sabirin. And indeed Allah, or Allah, he loves those who are patient. That's Surah Ali Imran, verse number 146. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he loves those who are patient. And when a person is loved by Allah, this is a magnificent benefit. This is a magnificent virtue. So patience, noble brothers and sisters in Islam, is a great and tremendous virtue in the deen. Because by way of it, we can be from those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he loves them. Also, as it relates to patience, those who are patient, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised them a reward that doesn't have any amount or any limit. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, إِنَّمَا يُوَفَّ الصَّابِرُونَ أَجْرَهُمْ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ And I saw Az-Zumar, verse number 10. Indeed, those who are patient will be given their reward without any limit. There's an unlimited reward for sabr. And the scholars of Tafsir, they mention that sabr here is in reference to fasting. And they connect to this verse, the uh, Hadith al-Qudsi, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that all of the actions of the child of Adam are for him except for fasting. And he mentions, well, and I, I give a special reward for it. So some of the ulama, or many of the ulama, from the scholars of tafsir, they say a sabr here is in reference to a song, fasting. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and then again, they use the uh, al-hadith al-Qudsi to, to show, because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that he rewards for it. Uh, 
another matter, barakallahu fikum, those who are patient have glad tidings from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Especially those who are patient upon the trials and tribulations of life. As long as we are in this dunya, we will be tested. Our faith will be tested. We are tested in our worldly affairs. Trials and tribulations and tests are a part of this worldly life. There's no escaping it. And we do not have any control over that. But what is within our capability is being patient upon the trials and tribulations we encounter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, and certainly we will test you with something of fear and hunger and a decrease in loss of wealth and life and produce and give glad tidings to those who are patient. Surah Al-Baqarah, verse 155. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala establishes that he will test his servants with different type of tests, different types of trials and tribulations. But in the end, give the glad tidings to those who are patient. And being one who is patient, this lends to your affair to be amazing. As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned, Ajaban li Amr al Mu'min, in Amrahu kullahu khair, walaysa dalika li ahadin illa lil Mu'min. How amazing is the affair of the believer! Indeed, all of his affair is amazing. And that's for no one except for the believer. If a matter of good befalls him, something that makes him happy, he is grateful. And that's good for him. And if some matter of harm or difficulty befalls him, he is patient and that is good for him. So sabr is, a ha is half of that which is needed to have your affair to be an amazing affair. And the other half is gratitude. A sabr was shukr. Patience and gratitude. Shaykh al-Islam Ibn Qayyim al-Jawziya rahimahullah he mentions wa huwa wajib bi ijma' al-ummah that being patient is an obligation according to the consensus of the Ummah.
الصبر بارك الله فيكم it is a means of protecting oneself from the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those who do not observe patience and they fall into a state of despair and they give in to their whims they abandoning they abandon fulfilling the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they are people who are displeased with what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed these things anger Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala these things are displeasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala But when an individual observes patience, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes this individual to be from amongst the, the leaders of this ummah. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, وَجَعَوْنَا مِنْهُمْ أَئِمَّةً يَهْدُونَ بِأَمْرِنَا لَمَّا صَبَرُوا وَكَانُوا بِآيَاتِنَا يُقِنُونَ and we made from amongst them a imma, leaders, guiding by way of our command when they were patient and they were certain as it relates to our verses and signs. SubhanAllah. The scholars, they say, certainty and that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed along with sabr. This is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or by way of this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala raises a person to be from the leaders of good. But if a person lacks certainty, and likewise, if a person lacks patience, this person will be lowly and disgraced. And this individual's level will not be raised up to be from the leaders of good and the deen. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he wants good for us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he wants that we receive his bounty and his mercy. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has directed us to having a sabr, patience. Allah, he mentions, فَاسْبِرْ إِنَّ وَعَدَ اللَّهِ حَقِّ وَاسْتَغْفِرْ لِي ذَنْبِكْ وَسَبِّحْ بِحَمْدِ رَبِّكَ بِالْعَشِي وَالْإِبْكَارِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, therefore be patient, indeed the promise of Allah is true. This is one of the things that helps us to be patient. It helps us upon observing the patient upon the obedience of Allah. It helps us upon observing patience and staying away from the haram. It helps us upon being patient upon that which befalls us from the trials and tribulations. Knowing that the promise of Allah is true. Believing that the promise of Allah is true.
So as an example, the reward for praying the five daily prayers. Whoever prays the five daily prayers gets the reward for 50. That's the promise of Allah. So this aids us now to be consistent, persistent upon making the five daily prayers as they should be prayed. Because the, we know and we believe the promise of Allah is true. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned how the five daily prayers and Jumu'ah to Jumu'ah and Ramadan to Ramadan and that which is between it is an expiation for the sins. With what condition though? As long as the major sins are avoided. So we hear this statement of the Prophet This is knowledge, sure knowledge. And we believe in it. And we have no doubts whatsoever. So this aids us in staying away from the major sins because we know that the promise of Allah is true. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned and gave glad tidings to those who are patient. It's a promise, glad tidings of what? Of goodness, of paradise. Glad tidings of Allah being pleased with you. So when the believer is tested with fear, with hunger, with loss of wealth, losing a loved one, decrease in provisions, the individual is patient, believing that the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is true. So Allah commands with patience, and then after that mentions indeed the promise of Allah is true, and that aids us in having sabr, and see forgiveness for your sins, and magnify and glorify the praises of your Lord during the evening as well as in the morning. Patience is one of the categories of salvation, or one of the four characteristics of salvation. And this is in Surah Al-Asr, a well-known surah that even our children have memorized. Walillah alhamd. Small in number as it relates to the, ver the number of verses, but magnificent in meaning. وَلَعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرِ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وَتَوَاسُوا بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاسُوا بِالصَّبْرِ Allah swears by the time that all of mankind are lost, except for those who believe. Characteristic number one, those who do righteous deeds. Characteristic number two, and those who encourage one another with the truth. Characteristic number three, and those who encourage one another with patience. Characteristic number four. Again, a sabr fadlun fiddin. 
patience is a virtue in the deen. And our patience, barakallahu feekum, is for the sake of Allah. Our patience is for the sake of Allah. Our patience is an act of ibadah, and all ibadah is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But it's important that we have patience as it relates to the trials and tribulations that befall us. It's important that we adorn ourselves with patience at the first stroke of the calamity. And this is from the mannerisms of a sabr, from the akhlaq of sabr. In the narration of Anas bin Malik, radiallahu an, the Prophet sallallahu wa sallam, he passed by a woman who was at a grave and she was crying at the grave for she lost a child. And anyone who has lost a child know the hardship and the difficulty that comes along with losing a child, especially the mothers, especially the mothers. So she's crying at the grave. And the Prophet wasallam said to her, waspiri. Fear Allah and be patient. And she said in response to the Prophet wasallam, not knowing that it was him, Ilaika Anni, get away from me. She said, get away from me, for indeed you have not been afflicted with my affliction, my calamity. And she didn't know it was him. So it was said to her, that was the messenger of Allah you, you spoke to in that manner. So she immediately went to the home of the Prophet ﷺ, and there were no doormen or no guards or anything. Well, the Prophet ﷺ was accessible. And she said, Ya Rasulullah, lam a'rifka. O Messenger of Allah, I didn't know it was you. Because no way in the world do we find the companions being disrespectful towards the Prophet or speaking to the Prophet ﷺ in a manner like that. And this is what she was saying. I didn't know it was you. I, meaning that had she known it was him, she would have never said, get away from me. You haven't been afflicted with my calamity. But the Prophet ﷺ, being a man of understanding, being a man of wisdom, he left her. He didn't say anything other than fear Allah and be patient. And once she responded with her response, he left and, and went away. Because the Prophet ﷺ didn't want to make matters worse. So he left. But as still, we find that the Prophet ﷺ, once she came and apologized and explained to him ﷺ, that she didn't know it was him, the Prophet ﷺ still gave her a matter of guidance and direction. As he said, As-sabr in the sadmatil ula. Patience is at the first stroke of the calamity. This is when the patience really counts. When a person is first afflicted with the affliction, when a person is, is, is tested with the test, this is when the suburb really counts in the beginning. As for days after, months after, maybe years after, 
and the matter is becoming more easy for the individual to deal with. So now the person is starting to have patience. The person missed out on that virtue of having patience at the first stroke of the calamity. And again, calamities will happen. We will be tested. But here's a point, because a lot of times when we hear about calamities, or we hear about being tested, I should say, when we hear about being tested, a lot of times what comes to mind, if not all the time, being tested with hardships. We are also tested with good. Barakallahu fikum. The good that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestows upon us, this is also a test. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, وَنَبَلُوكُمْ بِالشَّرِّ وَالْخَيْرِ فِتْنَةً And this is Surah Al-Anbiya, verse 35. We test you with evil and good as a fitna, as a trial. Okay, we know Allah test us with hardships and difficulties and the evil, but we also must acknowledge and understand and realize that Allah, as is mentioned in the Quran, he tests us with good. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tests us with the difficulties and the hardships and evil, not to destroy us. Please understand, when the test comes, it's not to destroy us. But it's for us to observe sabr and then Allah raises our level and our degree with him due to our sabr. And as for the, being tested with the good, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tests us with the good so that we can display and show gratitude. So this goes back to the hadith that was mentioned earlier, how amazing is the affair of the believer. And all of his affairs are amazing. When some good befalls him, and he uh, and it makes him something that makes him happy. He is grateful, and that is good for him. So that's the test with the good. When the good befalls you, that's a test from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to establish whether or not you are someone who is grateful for the bounties and the blessings of Allah. And when some hardship or harm befalls him, he is patient, and that is good for him. And that's the test from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Are you going to be patient when you are tested with the difficulties and hardships of life? The scholars, they mention there are four categories of people as it relates to being tested with hardships and difficulties. The highest level of the people, those who when the test come and they have been afflicted with a calamity or hardship and difficulty, they praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They thank Allah for the calamity. They thank Allah for that hardship. This is the highest level. And the scholars they mention. There are three good reasons to thank Allah. Number one, when the calamity is in a matter of your dunya, you're going through some hardships in your worldly life, you thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that that calamity is not in your deen. 
You thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that the calamity is not in your religion. For a calamity in your dunya is nothing in comparison to having a calamity in your deen. A person who is poor, a person who is sick, a person who is being This individual is firm upon his deen. This individual believes in Allah, believes in the Messenger, follows the Quran, follows the Sunnah, follows the way of the Salaf. He's patient upon the worldly calamity. This individual is in a good state. Yes, the tests are there, the trials and tribulations are there. Legend. But the individual is still in a good state because he has his The tests are there as it relates to his worldly affairs But the individual is still in a good state because he has his religion If you are given the choice, if you had the choice either to lose your deen or to lose your dunya Lose your dunya, give up your dunya for your deen but if a person is being tested in his deen, but he has an, uh, an abundance of worldly possessions, these worldly possessions do not benefit him in any shape, form, or fashion as it relates to his deen. So the scholars, they mention that when a person is tested in his worldly affairs, in his health, in his wealth, loss of provision, and other than that from the things that Allah mentioned in the verse But he still has his deen He still makes his salah He still stays away from the haram This is something the servant should be grateful for and thank Allah for So he praises Allah and he thanks Allah That the affliction is not in his deen But rather it's in his dunya Number two he praises Allah and thanks Allah that the affliction is not worse than what it is. Because it can always be worse. And all we have to do is look at those around us and we see that they are in situations that are far worse than what we are in as it relates to our dunya. So the Prophet directed us to look at those who are below us, meaning as it relates to worldly affairs. And that will be better so that we do not deny and, uh, and we do not acknowledge, so that we do not acknowledge the, the favor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon us. You know, you find the elders, they mention a parable or a story of a man who had no shoes or he had shoes but they were they were not too good and then he came across a person who had no shoes at all and then the one who didn't have no shoes came across the person who didn't have no feet 
And many elders, they mention this, this parable or this saying as a means of encouraging the youth to be patient. What you have, be grateful for. For sure, there's someone who is less fortunate than you are. So when the calamity come, when the tests come, when the trials and tribulations come in our dunya, we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is not in our that that is not worse than what it is. The last point as it relates to thanking Allah and praising Allah for the musibah is we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for connecting a reward to patient that has no limit. Because we believe that when a person is patient upon the calamities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has decreed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will give that individual a reward that has no limit. So we are grateful for that. The level under that is a rida being pleased with what Allah has decreed. And this is, as the scholars mentioned, the person is pleased with Allah's decree and it is the same for him or her, whether the calamity is there or not, it doesn't matter. This individual is pleased and happy with what Allah has decreed. And then under that individual, the one who is patient, however, they would love for the calamity to leave their life. They don't want to be tested with the calamity. They what they they wanted to leave to go away. So they're making dua, oh Allah, relieve me, oh Allah, heal me, oh Allah, increase my wealth or give me my wealth back. They're praying that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala removes the hardship. But they're patient. They don't say anything that's displeasing to Allah. They don't have any uh, aversion in their hearts towards what Allah has decreed. Like they, they're not mad at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he decreed hardship upon them. No, they're patient. But at the same time, they would wish that the calamity would go away. And this is this, this is the least we can do. This is like the bare minimum right here. That would the other two levels that are above it recommend it. But this right here, this level is obligatory. That we have to have sabr and that we do not say anything or feel anything negative towards the decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, meaning what Allah has decreed. As for the, that which is decreed itself, now nah, it, it, it's difficult, it's hard, we don't want it to be there, but we're not displeased with what Allah has decreed. The fourth level, and this is a forbidden level, the person who complains and is angry with Allah and mad at Allah and feels oppressed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has afflicted him with the hardship or difficulty. This is haram. The Prophet sallallahu he mentioned al-nasr ma'as-sabr that victory comes with patience. Victory comes with patience. 
So as long as we hold fast to patience, then know that that victory will come, the ease will come. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, for indeed, with the hardship, there is yusra. Indeed, with the hardship, one hardship, there is an ease. Hardship is ma'rifa uh, or it is definite, and ease is nakira, it's indefinite. And then Allah repeats it, and indeed with the hardship, and the same hardship, the same one hardship, there is another ease. So the scholars, they mention, there are two eases for one hardship, and never does one hardship overcome two eases. So it is upon us to observe the sabr Believing in the reward that comes along with the sabr. Believing that the promise of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is true. It is upon us to read the stories of the prophets and the messengers. And specifically the prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and gain your strength through reading these stories, but these matters will aid us in having sabr. It is upon us to believe in the divine decree of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the good of it and the bad of it, and that whatever has befallen us, it was not going to pass us by, and whatever has passed us by was not going to befall us. And another matter that aids us upon having patience, especially as it relates to the calamities and the trials and tribulations that before us. And I'm focusing on this because, you know, this is very important. And not to say that patience upon the obedience of Allah is not important and patience upon staying away from the haram is not important. For indeed, th those are categories of sabr. But in this day and time, especially when we as Muslims, we are faced with a lot of uh, trials and tribulations and difficulties in life, in our families, in our work situations, and in other than that from our worldly affairs, we are in need of that reminder to be patient upon the calamities that befall us. The Prophet Sallallahu he mentioned, إِذَا أَصَابَ أَحَدَكُمْ مُصِيبًا فَلْيَذْكُرْ مُصِيبَتَهُ بِي فَإِنَّهَا أَعْضُمُ مُصَائِبٌ That when one of you is afflicted with a calamity, then let him remember his calamity by way of my death. For indeed, my death is the greatest of the calamities. This helps us to deal with the hardships and the trials and tribulations that we go through in life. That the greatest loss that we have is losing the Prophet Muhammad That's the greatest loss to this ummah. To the ummah as a whole and to us as Muslims individually. This is the greatest musibah that we lost the Prophet Sallallahu he passed away. And the Prophet Sallallahu he mentions this is how we can lighten 
the calamity that we are currently experiencing by way of remembering our calamity by way of his death. But this will not mean anything to a person who doesn't have a connection with the Prophet وسلم, and a love for the Prophet وسلم, and love for his sunnah. If a person is not uh, connected to the sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, if a person does not love the Prophet وسلم, more than any other human being, then this means nothing to him. But when the Prophet وسلم, is more dear to the individual, then every human being, even his own self or her own self, this will have an effect upon the individual. And this will lighten the burden of the calamity that has befallen. So do not be hasty. Do not despair from the mercy of Allah. Do not be, uh, do not get angry, control yourself. And any other blameworthy characteristic that goes against the affair of a sabr, leave it off. Remove those obstacles from your way and adorn yourself with the adornment of patience and the deen. Patience upon the obedience of Allah. Patience upon staying away from that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made haram and patience upon the uh, being patient upon that which has befallen the individual from the decrees of Allah that entail difficulty and hardship. I'll share this with you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the Prophet sallallahu in Surah Al-Kahf. He said, وَاصْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاءِ وَالْعَشِيءِ يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَا وَلَا تَعْدُ عَيْنَاكَ عَنْهُمْ تُرِيدُ زِينَةَ الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَلَا تُتِعْ مَنْ أَغْفَلْنَا قَلْبَهُ عَنْ ذِكْرِنَا that Surah Al-Kaf, verse number 28, Allah commanded the Prophet Sallallahu make yourself patient along with those who call upon their Lord in the morning and in the evening, wanting his face. And do not turn your eyes away from them, desiring the beauty of the life of this world. And do not obey the one who we have put a covering over his heart barring him from our remembrance and he follows his desires and his affair is lost. Beautiful instructions from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we know whatever is for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it is for us. So Allah commanded the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to be patient, to make himself patient. And without a doubt, the Prophet وسلم, is the most patient of the people. But Allah commanded him with patience. That doesn't mean that he was not patient. Rather, this is a commandment for him to continue upon that path of patience. But look what he says, subhanahu wa ta'ala. He commands the Prophet to be patient with those who call upon their Lord, indicating the importance of having good companionship. 
because this aids a person to be patient and being obedient to Allah, that you have good companionship. The people who remind you about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Having good companionship aids you to stay away from the haram, patience upon staying away from disobeying Allah, because they remind you of the punishment of Allah. They remind you of the, the dangers of anger in Allah. And also good companionship, they remind you to be patient in the times of trials and tribulation. They are a source of comfort. So just as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was commanded to be patient with those who call upon their Lord morning and evening, likewise we must make ourselves patient with those who call upon their Lord, meaning that we accompany the people of goodness. We should not be accompanying criminals and people who are who are individuals who don't who are not patient. And staying away from the haram, not patient in uh, fulfilling the obligations and the commandments of Allah. Those who, when calamities before them, they fall into despair. We don't need to be around these type of people because their negativity and their bad mannerisms and characteristics rub off on us. As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam mentioned, Al Maru Al Adini Khalilihi, that the person is on the religion of his close friend, so that each one of you look at who you take as a friend. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanded the Prophet sallallahu not to turn his eyes away from them, desiring the beauty of the life of this world. Meaning don't turn away from being with the righteous, desiring the beauty of the life of this world. And you have individuals, they don't want to be friends and have a companionship with the righteous. Because the righteous people remind them of Allah. And these people, don't, they don't want to be reminded of Allah. They want to chase after the dunya. They want to chase the bag by any means necessary. Get rich or die trying. That type of mentality. So they don't want no one around them that's going to be reminding them of Allah and reminding them to do things the right way. But we, in following the example of the Prophet ﷺ, we should not have no issue with accompanying the righteous. Rather, these are the people we are to be with. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, O oh, you who believe, fear Allah and be with those who are truthful. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions, and do not obey the one who we have put a seal upon his heart, barring him uh, from our remembrance. Meaning those who have uh, covering over their hearts. So due to that covering being over their hearts, they don't remember Allah. Don't obey this type of and, and people who command you to disobey Allah. People who command you not to have patience upon obedience of Allah. People who command you not to have patience in staying away from the uh, disobedience of Allah. People who command you and direct you with uh, falling into a state of despair and giving up hope. Don't obey these people. Stay away from them. And Allah described them as those who follow their desires. And this is why Allah has placed a seal upon their hearts and a covering over their hearts because they follow their desires. And their affair is wasted, is lost. And understand the truthfulness of the saying, misery loves company. Stay away from the people who are miserable as it relates to their deen. They have the connection with Allah, it doesn't exist or it is weak. 
and they seek to pull people down with them into the mud and the filth of sin and transgression and disobedience of Allah. Stay away from those people and be with those who call upon Allah and remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, those who are not people who follow their desires and the likes. Inshallah ta'ala, this is what I have to present. And whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. And whatever is incorrect, it is for myself. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make this uh, talk one of great benefit for us all in this life as well as in the hereafter. Wa subhanaka Allahumma bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa ant. Astaghfiruka wa atubi Jazakumullah khair. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward our dear brother Abu Yusuf Khalifa tremendously. May Allah ta'ala reward each and every one of you who have watched the video, who have benefited, who have listened to this episode. May Allah ta'ala bless all of you. May Allah ta'ala give you that which is the best for you in this world and give you the very, very best of the hereafter. If you found any benefit inside of this, then we ask that you share it with others, inshallah ta'ala. Share it with the Muslims who you believe will benefit from it as well. And likewise, subscribe to the channel and give us a like, so on and so forth, all that stuff. Yeah, I need to the end of it. Until next time we meet. Astaghfirullah. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.